On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk through my lockdown routine and I force you to ask yourself one question. What's the alternative? What is going on? Here we are back again for this episode number 17 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 17 in that journey. If you're a regular listener, hello, I hope you're well, hope you've had a good week. Um, from my point of view, I'm pleased to say that this week feels a lot more like a normal week compared to last week. I'm not sure about you, but last week felt very unusual, whereas now I'm, I'm getting used to sitting in the house, used to my bedroom being my office and my gym and the place where I spend all of my time. And this whole coronavirus thing, though still as serious as ever, don't get me wrong, suddenly feels like normal life. Which is interesting, because you'll remember a few weeks ago that I spoke about the idea of uh, neuroplasticity and hedonic adaptation, and how we are all able to very quickly adapt to new situations and have it feel like the new norm uh, in basically no time whatsoever. And for, for me at least... That is, that's exactly where I am right now with this situation. This suddenly feels normal. And that's the exact opposite to what I was saying two weeks ago. So I'm no longer focused on worrying. I'm back to being focused on getting through this period and pushing forward. And that's kind of the theme of today's episode. But before I go into that, let me fill you in on the last week. Last Monday, as I'm sure you know and probably watched, Boris Johnson announced new restrictions on leaving the house as part of the measures to reduce the spread of coronavirus. And so, uh, as as the week started for those first 20 hours, reasonably normally, uh, it was turned fairly quickly upside down after that. But thankfully, I was already back in Corby and we as a business had already switched a few days earlier to working from home. And so for us, everything was in place uh, to just get on with it. And so we just got on with it. Tuesday and Wednesday were completely normal working days, albeit we were all working from home. And then Thursday and Friday were, for the most part, at least video calls with clients discussing quarter two marketing plans ahead of the new 90 day period. And then on the weekend, I didn't do a whole lot, to be honest, a bit of work. I also bought an Xbox to uh, try and get into gaming and keep myself entertained during this period. But you know what? I just haven't been able to get into it. Maybe I haven't found the right games yet, so let me know if you have any Xbox One game suggestions, but for the most part, I've just found it boring. But anyway, that was last week. Now, as I said a minute ago, I've had a bit of a shift of mindset in the past seven days. You could probably tell from the past couple of episodes that I found this whole thing very stressful since coronavirus took over all of our lives. I've never lived through such a fast and dramatic shift in the economy, and there were so many uncertainties towards uh, well, the end of last month, the middle to end of last month, that it was just impossible to predict what our business, or indeed any other business, would look like at the end of this whole thing. 
Now, here's the thing. Everything is different now. How we live, how we work, how we commute, how we spend our time, everything is different. But that doesn't mean that everything needs to be bad. For the first few days of this, I kind of let things go. I didn't really stick to my routine, my productivity had slipped, I was eating shit, but also paradoxically not eating enough food, I wasn't working out, I didn't have any kind of plan around when to sleep or wake up. Basically, I had let the stress of the situation uh, stop everything from functioning. I'd let different get confused with bad. But then in the middle of last week, I put a stop to that. So as of the middle of last week onwards, I have a little A4 sheet that I'm actually looking at right now. It's sat right next to me and it's broken up into Monday through Sunday with a list of things that I'm going to do each day that start at 7.40am and they end at 11.30pm. And I have essentially planned my entire day from waking up right through to going to bed. Now that's not something that I would typically do during let's call them normal times, at least not to such a granular level. But I had a feeling that during this time, it was needed. Needed to stop work from blurring with time off. To stop time off blurring with sleep. And sleep blurring with everything else that I wanted to get done in life. Because typically, in life, each activity that we do has a location, right? You work in the office, and you sleep in your bedroom, and you work out in the gym, and so on. But we don't have that right now. And so I'm trying to turn blocks of time into a substitute for locations. So at 7.40am, my alarm goes off. And between then and 9am, that's my getting ready time. So the time that I would otherwise spend, you know, waking up, getting ready, getting into the office and so on. I go for a walk. I get home. I get ready for the day. I stick on a Blink on Blinkist, the app which summarizes books, which, by the way... If you're not already a member of that app, make sure you go and sign up now because they have Blinkist Premium for free from now until the 24th of April, I believe. Which means that if you're listening to this today, you can listen to summaries of, let's say you do one a day, 20 books in the next 20 days. So absolutely get on that. I signed up today. Um, And yeah, it is free until the 24th. So jump on that. So that's kind of what I do between waking up and 9am. And then between 9am and 6pm, I have work and break blocks sectioned out and so that's my time in the office between nine and six and then between 6 30 and 7 30 in the evening i do a home workout that's my gym time the time i'd otherwise be in the gym and then from 7 30 i have dinner with my mum which is the time i typically spend there or thereabouts on the phone to her each night when i'm in wales and it's also really the only human contact that either of us have during all of this so it's nice to just go and sit with my mum and do that And then between 8.30 and 9.30, I purposely have nothing planned so that I can just, well, I can do what I want. Just to relax or spend some time catching up on something or try and play the Xbox One, although, you know, still not into it. Uh, And then from 9.50-ish onwards, I'm into my getting ready for sleep mode. So that's planning tomorrow, reading, meditating, resetting, uh, resetting my room so that everything's ready for tomorrow and so on. I've turned blocks of time into a substitute for locations. It's typically locations which dictate what we do. It's locations which dictate the structure of our day. So I've substituted time 
sorry, locations for time to keep my day structured and to keep me on track and to keep me moving forward at a time where it's so easy to slip backwards. And so through the last week of learning and experimenting with this, although there's definitely more improvements that I can and will make in the coming one, two, five, ten, however many weeks this is, uh, if you're not already, I suggest that you consider doing the same. Okay, and then my next point is actually in the same vein as that. It's to do with trying to take something positive out of this situation. So I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and we got talking about a tweet. He sent me a tweet and he said, I I disagree with this. Uh, And I, I assume he knew that I was going to agree with it, which is why I sent it. And so it turned into a bit of a debate. He thought it was wrong for people to criticize those who are using this time to do nothing and that it was for want of a better word excusable to let yourself go during this period because we're all having a tough time and whilst I didn't go as far as to suggest that it's wrong to do that because do what you want absolutely I made this point that the time we have right now puts almost everybody in the country on a on a level playing field we all have more time and we all have fewer freedoms. And so the next two to three months will be exactly what you make of them. And whilst I'm not suggesting that you must use this time to better yourself or to learn something new or to try and find a positive, uh, I I found myself during this argument, if you want to call it that, uh, arriving at a question that I've asked myself so many times through life. And the question is this, what is the alternative? What is the alternative to finding a positive from this shit situation? What's the alternative to trying to learn and progress over the next few months where we're all stuck in our house? What's the alternative to trying to keep on track with your goals? What's the alternative to looking after your health and well-being? And I say that I've asked myself that question a lot in the past, because I really have. I think back to a few years ago, the the dark times as we've come to call it on this podcast, where my dad was ill but not yet diagnosed, which means that he couldn't get any money. My mum was unable to work because she was caring for my dad, but because there was nothing official in place, she was unable to earn any money. And so we had no money whatsoever coming into the house. I've told this story before in, I think, the first episode. It wasn't ideal that as a 19 or 20-year-old, I was buying our shopping on a stupidly high interest credit card so that we could eat. It wasn't ideal, but what was the alternative? It wasn't ideal that I had to sometimes go and work from the library in Corby when we, at times, couldn't afford the internet. It wasn't ideal, but what was the alternative? And even more proactive things, like stopping drinking, I've almost indirectly arrived at decisions such as that by looking at something and asking what is the alternative, right? So... Sure, I have probably missed out on social events and fun by having not drank for the past two and a half years, but I know what the alternative looks like. And I know that that is in itself plagued with perhaps more serious downsides. So in this situation, and in any other situation where choosing the right path is hard and it would be easier to do nothing in the short term, ask yourself this. What is the alternative? Because when you stand face to face with the potential negatives of a situation, it becomes easy to take the first steps on a more positive path. 
Okay, and that is it. That is all I have for this week. I would, um, I say would, I've only done it twice because I keep flip-flopping on this, but I would typically right now answer one of your questions. But I don't have time for that because I am just about to rush off to jump on an Instagram Live in a moment. Uh, And that is something that I'm trying to do as frequently as possible right now during this lockdown period. Uh, We're all stuck in our houses. We're all unable to sit around in restaurants and pubs and anywhere else and have interesting conversations right so whilst we're all stuck in our houses i'm trying to on instagram live have as many conversations as possible with interesting people and so that's what i'm going to do right now and if you want to if you want to jump on one night with me uh, you probably already know this if you're listening but my instagram is spooner sean and yeah just drop me a message say that you want to jump on an Instagram live one night and we'll do it and we'll just have a completely unplanned, unscripted conversation and see where it goes. I'm trying to do it as much as possible between now and whenever we're, well, whenever the restrictions are lifted, when we can go back to having real life conversations with each other. So that's what I'm off to do right now. Thank you as always for listening. Whatever happens in the next week, wherever we are, I hope that you do have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 18 of life and lessons. See you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.